Tonight's episode is called, I'm a Former Police Officer. It's time to share the most disturbing case I've handled by Reddit user Horror Mode. I'm going to share a few stories with you, one by one though, because if I was overwhelmed by them, I have a feeling you kids will be too. I'm Officer Bradley. I retired from the force 10 years ago at the ripe age of 50. I'll begin with a story from my 20 years as a police officer that stuck with me like a deep thorn. January 17th, 2005. We got a call about a woman who locked herself in her bathroom. She said her boyfriend was trying to kill her. My partner Mason and I arrived at the house at the end of the street. The lamppost flickered yellow, the wind danced, the trees and the bushes. The clouds were thick and the air ice cold. We took up positions at the front door. We knocked. Police, open up. Only the sound of wind chimes. Mason kicked the door open with all the force he could muster. We scanned the house downstairs. No one in sight. Clear. You hear that? I said. Mason looked up at the stairs. Gentle cries. A woman. So subtle and as if muffled behind a door. In a room. Thought she was supposed to be downstairs, said Mason. We made our way up the stairs. Ma'am? Ma'am, it's okay, I began. You're safe now. No one's gonna hurt you. The crying stopped abruptly, as if someone hit pause. Then it started again. But he's still here, replied the woman from inside the bedroom. Uh, my partner and I checked the entire house. No one's here, ma'am. You're safe. Downstairs, the front door slammed shut. My partner and I gave each other a gaze, and I could notice his brow sweating, despite the cold night. I used my head to gesture for him to take a look. He stood up from atop the stairs and looked down at the front door. Just the wind, I think, he said. Then a gentle voice came from inside the bathroom. Are you sure, Officer Bradley? The woman asked. Now, the entire night at the scene, neither my partner Mason nor I used our names out loud. Not once. Ma'am, do you need help or not? Mason was agitated. We need to know you're okay, so step back because I'm kicking it in. A part of me believes Mason was more eager to see the woman's face, to find out who she was and how she knew what she did, than he was for his safety. He wanted a peace of mind. No, hold on, hold on, I said. She might be sitting right by the door. We don't want to hurt her. Then she said it. Officer Bradley 
Tell Mason if he touches this door, I will visit his family in the late hours of a certain night and break down a door of my own. The woman's voice was an octave deeper when she said that. I never understood the expression, white as a ghost. Do people actually turn that pale in the face? I learned that they in fact did when I saw my partner react to those sinister words. I couldn't stop him from kicking in the door this time. But when he did, we found nobody inside. There wasn't a window above the shower through which she could escape or another door to go through. And yet, we were certain that we had just had a full conversation with a woman behind this door. We scanned the entire house, including the backyard, one last time, inch by inch. Nothing. My partner and I communicated non-verbally the rest of the night. So when it was time to leave, we gave each other a look and left the house without even looking back. Now, this is part of the story I haven't told anyone. Not even Mason. We were sufficiently disturbed, so I didn't want to tell him what I'm about to tell you. When we left the house, I drove us back to the station that night. He probably thought I didn't notice, but his hands were shaking too much to drive comfortably. He doesn't drink coffee. As I reversed the cruiser out to the street, Mason didn't look back at the house. But the truth is... I did, and I sincerely wish that I hadn't. I looked and squinted at a garbage can by the side of the house to see a strange, dark figure kneeling by the gate as if watching us leave. And as we finally drove away, as the house became more and more distant in our mirror, the figure slowly stood itself up, and I'll swear, even today, that as it stood up, it didn't stop rising until its head peeked over the roof of that two-story house. You've been listening to Scrypool. If you like tonight's show, please consider subscribing. And if you have a story that you've written that you would like me to narrate, you can email me at scrypool at outlook.com. You can also find me over at my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at scrypool. Thank you for listening. Sweet dreams. <laughs>